Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that movie? Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) It is the Santa Claus, the original film. Out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're gonna be talking all about it on December seventh, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We right. we're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City, and this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak. Refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rental cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the in the city, or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far. Right, path train's a, a stone's throw away. A area. Stone's throw, folks. Come on out the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. Now, on the second-to-last episode of the Summer Blockbuster Extravaganza, we welcome back to the program for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, it's great to be here, guys. (laughs) No, no. What? No, no. It's Chris. Chris Cabin returning to We Hate Movies to talk about William Shatner's Star Trek V. Holy fuck. Let's get into it. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And We Hate Movies. everyone, welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in to our fine program as always. Now this week, like I said, welcoming back to the program for the first time in a long time, Mr. Chris Cabin. How are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, not doing pretty well, as it turns out. Wait, what? <laughs> he's, he's back from the Great Barrier or whatever the hell the happened? Great, yeah. great beyond, right? Yeah. To the, he crossed the Great Barrier and entered the center of the universe. Or whatever happens in this movie. Now this is, of course, Star Trek V colon... The Final Frontier from 1989, directed by the auteur, Bill William Shatner. 
<laughs> Wouldn't it be William Bill? No, 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 yeah. not the way he does it. <laughs> he always signs his tweets uh, MBB, which is my best Bill. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he definitely does. What does that mean? So oh, bad. oh, my best, comma Bill, because he's yeah. your grandfather on Twitter. Is that the well? Idea? He's Bill. You know, he's Bill to all the youths and his friends because he's cool that way. What is Twitter? Is it a like writing a letter to all your friends? No, let me tell you something. William Shatner knows what Twitter is. He's on that shit nonstop. Mm-hmm. Just like writing about like he like live CW tweets shows. TV shows. Yeah, all these like. These TV shows I've never even heard of. This fucker's live tweeting all of them. It's like Zoo. <laughs> yeah, he probably watches Zoo. Is anyone watching Zoo? Or did you watch Zoo? I, I watched the uh, premiere when I was at uh, Comic-Con last year. Yeah, how the, uh, all those animals were running wild. That pelican is trying to eat you. <laughs> Get out of there. I Get wish a fucking pelican tried to eat somebody in this movie. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that would, there, something would happen. That'd that, be kind of cool. nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Can I state that I owned two of these like original Star Trek movies on VHS, Wrath of Khan and this movie? Why? I, because it was like in a five dollar bin at a coconuts. Okay, uh-huh. you know, like sometime in the late nineties. No, and you know, you got to do in that situation if you're at a coconuts, you got an extra five bucks to spend. Kill myself. <laughs> you yes. wind up. You got to get the soundtrack to Dracula two thousand. Oh, that's what I should have done. Oh, I thought you were talking about getting the best of the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> I, be- I should have done the Doobie Brothers, man. Because let me tell you, because yeah. of that purchase, I've seen this movie like 30 times. Really? Why? Because I used to... This is, this is proof that kids are stupid, too. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, needed, to, I needed that. <laughs> I, I really liked this movie as a kid. I just would watch it. I don't know why. I've seen Wrath of Khan more. I understood that that was the better movie. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm sure tons of people like this movie. I'm sure we're we're already catching shit. Oh, right? sure, just catching it in a big glove, <laughs> big shit catching glove. It's it's a uh, it's a it's a movie. Let's just let's just say that. <laughs> well, I'll say that the one I've seen the most is actually uh, Voyage Home because I lived with a bunch of you know dirty no good animal lovers and they were just oh, taken with those whales. Those whales. They oh, kept on wanting to go back to look at the whales. Of, living with a bunch of whale huggers. Uh-huh. People will tell you that the fourth one's the worst one. Right. They're, like they're, it gets I think a lot of they're shit. out there. They're it, out there. Because yeah. it's, it's like hokey. It's fun. But it's so much better than Star Trek Five. Oh yeah, that, uh, this is the worst of the TOS of, of the TOS movies. There's, certain, there's certainly worse Star Trek movies that have existed. I'm sure. looking at you, the Next Generation movies. <laughs> oh, in- Insurrection, you mean? Nemesis. 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 Yeah. Both of those are worse than this. Movie. Saddle up, lock and load. But, oh, uh, man. First Contact's one of the best, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, for sure. I think First Contact is up there with like Wrath of Khan. It's definitely. Up it's up probably there. the second best Star Trek movie. But so this is the fifth one that takes it's hot off the, the whales have been saved at this point. Sure, they've traveled back in time and made sure that the whale people can fuck each other or whatever no, happens they take, there. They take whale. the whales into the future with them. Oh right, right. So they can fuck in the future. <laughs> yes, Marty. Yeah. It's about the whales. <laughs> they gotta get fucking in the future. <laughs> Those whales are making plans to fuck. So is there, like, is there like an Ashley Madison for whales? Is that the idea? I think so, but because it's the future, there's just like two of them. <laughs> Look, Marty, the paper, it's changing. <laughs> it now shows a picture of whales fucking. <laughs> I think that's what they're doing in that movie. Whales are like ruling the world or whatever. It's Cap- all happening. Captain, whale come. <laughs> Off the starboard bow. 
Full shields, torpedoes. Shields up, Mr. Data. <laughs> so, yeah, so that happened, and we start in a Mad Max-esque... This is the only... Uh, star, I read this. The only one of these movies that has a cold open. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, they all start with the title sequence. Except for this guy. We're, yeah, we're in a Mad Max type situation. It's the dude from, uh, like, uh, Hills Have Eyes and all those movies where you need a weird looking guy. Oh, is that, is that, that, that actually him? I believe that that's that dude. Okay, yeah. cool. So he's hanging out. on the. He's got this dirt farm situation. Mm-hmm. And up comes a lone rider on a... A horse with like like a cardboard horn on God it. It's a space horse. What are we even doing, man? Because I was writing my notes and I was like, "Oh man, a horse! Why would there be a horse on this planet?" I was like, oh, oh, "Oh, no need for a note, Steve. That horse has a horn on it. It's clearly another species." I too had to delete a note about horses in space. <laughs> Space horses. I mean, it's just it's the lady, the laziest. Like, man, just put a horn on it. <laughs> like, okay, William Shatner. <laughs> I mean, he, obviously he's not going to be riding a dewback or whatever, but like, mm. put something I, in there. I'd appreciate a dewback or something. You know, how about like a, like a vehicle? Yeah, would it kill you to have a fucking vehicle? You got rocket boots. Why doesn't he have rocket boots? Oh yeah. And as we learn, uh, this dude appears right away to be like a cult member of some kind, mm. or like a cult leader. He's very uh, charismatic when speaking to this dirt farmer. Uh, and we learn that he's a Vulcan. Oh, it's a Vulcan with emotion because this dude starts laughing maniacally. Well, because he's uh, like what he does is like, oh, tell me, tell me about your pain. And then he'll like mind meld you and then like make you feel better. Question mark? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a big question mark. And like it, it like hypnotizes you for some reason and makes you do stuff that your character normally wouldn't do. And this is the fifth movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to mix it up somehow. <laughs> I guess so. And I mean, I, you know, there's no reason to keep this a secret. This man's name is Cybok. He is Spock's half brother. Wait, 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 wait. It's not Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay, Cybok. Right. Okay, Cybok. It's noob Cybok. <laughs> noob Cybok. Okay. Cybok. It was on a list somewhere. It was the the 12th best name of like what would Spock's brother name be? Spork, Spinx. Huh. How about a uh, Clat? <laughs> Clat works. Or, Clat. Uh, I think Scott? that's Scott. <laughs> Scott. Maybe Scott. Scott, son of Sarek. What if it, yeah. you know what? What if there was like a really bad homage? What if we just called it? What if we called him Gene Roddenberry? <laughs> <laughs> that's for you, Gene. It's like no thanks. Maybe Rodden. Like, I'm still Rodden alive. Would Rodden would work. <laughs> or Gene Bach. Gene Bach. But Cybok <laughs> sounds like Cyrax a bit. Well, yeah. this was before those classic Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, sure. In, honestly, the Clearly. entire movie, I thought they were saying Cybot. <laughs> really? really? Yeah, I was like, oh, what's Cybot up to now? Like, <laughs> I knew he wasn't a robot, but I just thought his name was Bot. But then you would imagine he has to be revealed to be a robot. If no, his name oh, is that'd Cybot. be nice. No, it's Star Trek. Anything is possible. Well, sure. <laughs> we, you know. Robots. If it turned out that this dude was like an android of Cybok that was called Cybot, and it, like in the middle of the movie, <laughs> Spock's, Spock's just like, Wait, are you calling yourself Cybok or Cybot? <laughs> oh, no, I've been saying Cybot this whole time. I'm not actually your brother. I'm actually a robot of your brother. Look, just sign this paper so I know what I, it is. I still, I, I'm, I'm still not exactly hearing what you're saying. R- write, write it down. Write it down. Oh, that's a, that's a okay. T. You're a robot. All right. Is it a C or a K is all I want to know at the end of this. My brother called himself Cybok with a K. Are you Cybok with a C? You are By the, the way, 
these Leonard Nimoy impressions are reminding me. You know how you can like tell when these people shouldn't be playing these characters the way they are is when like your actors start having dentures mouth uh-huh. and that's what Nimoy's got going on in spades in this movie's dentures well, mouth. Well, he looks like Alice Cooper this whole fucking movie, man. The makeup they put on him is ridiculous. These yeah. eyebrows are accentuated. <laughs> and the Blu-ray's not helping anybody. No, it's not. It's nobody's <laughs> Blu-ray's not anyone's best friend. So Cybok is played by nobody. Uh, he's the <laughs> thespian Lawrence Luckin Bill. Oh. Yeah, no, nobody. <laughs> William Shatner found this guy by watching a movie about Lyndon Johnson on PBS. Oh, I thought it was community theater. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference, like, by the way. Like, William Shatner was on, like, vacation in Rhode Island and just went to, like, a community theater and was like, this guy's got the goods. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, 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 a little more uh, salt for the steak. Thanks so much. <laughs> He'll be but perfect. this guy does have the goods. He'll be perfect. Can't outshine Bill Shatner. That's probably oh. a big part of it. <laughs> so he was pulling so. a producer's type thing, yeah. like hire a shitty actor? Well, no, they wanted Sean Connery. And Sean Connery, I think, was like in some sort of negotiation. And then Spielberg like drove a truck full of money and was like, hey, be in the new Indiana Jones movie. He's like, better idea. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'll make a sacrifice working for one of you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why not? Get anyone else. Get Donald Sutherland. Get Donald Dennis. Pleasant. Donald for Pleasant God's sake. Would be fucking great. Anyone. Hello, anyone. Spock. It's your brother. Yeah. <laughs> I met a Vulcan with black eyes. <laughs> the devil's eyes. Soulless eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Spock in a slasher movie that could work, right? Oh he's, yeah. He's totally logical. If he had a reason to kill everybody. And then, you know, like he's got super strength and all that good stuff. Oh, you're saying that Spock would be the killer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. So it's like, yeah, he would have to have reasons for murdering everybody. I thought you were going to say, like, he's going against all the horror tropes. He'd be like, well, it's illogical for me to go up the stairs when I should be going <laughs> up the door. Well, that's, I feel like he would be like, it's illogical for me to hide from all the people. <laughs> Actually, Billy, it's illogical for me to have a, a house party with my parents not home. Things will clearly... <laughs> someone's clearly going to break my dad's favorite lamp. <laughs> uh, cut to camping in this movie, which is what you want in a Star Trek movie. Home, uh, home on the ring. No, cut yikes. to uh, Mission Impossible 2's opening, which is oh, a very yeah. elderly man climbing a rod. <laughs> Sands I Disappear, which is a be- which would be a better, is like Kirk climbing this rock to Metallica. I just want to hear Wes Borland going down, 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 down. It's insane because he's climbing up this open, like this cliff rock face without he's, any protection. He's not, free climbing El Capitan, yeah, baby. He's got no ropes, no condoms, no nothing. <laughs> His stuntman is doing it because, like, we are so far away from him, and it's like this really in in good shape. I'm like, oh wow, good good for Bill Shatner, and then like not a chance in hell. And then you cut to William Shatner literally in a parking lot, which is what I read. Is <laughs> yeah. like just. Fat and sweaty. And that's, he's just doughy. I mean, like, he's old. He's like almost 60 years old. None of them should still be on active duty in Starfleet. The fact that they're all just punching a clock in this organization is ridiculous at this point. But, like, what is, like, the fact that they're even trying to pretend that Kirk can climb this mountain. <laughs> I still don't get it. Like, what? There should be an explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I, I popped some muscle pills. Yeah, maybe he's, like, juicing. Yeah, juicing. <laughs> 
Put uh, some Ben Gay on. <laughs> oh, it's <just laughs> a few ibuprofens. I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah, he did, they did. Oh, if if they showed like in the, they should do the credit sequence first and like show him being dipped in a tank, <laughs> Ben Gay, and being like, oh, like maybe a robot could feed him some pills. And some Romulans rubbing him down with icy hot. Yeah. Oh, icy, icy, hot, hot. But he's climbing this rock because he's the coolest guy that ever lived. And oh, he's yeah. in great shape. I'm surprised he's not jerking off while he's doing this. <laughs> in the mirror. It's <laughs> got to be... a mirror with him. <laughs> it's got to be hard to free climb him out with a toupee this bad. Because, like, you know, you got to get nervous that it starts flapping. It. You get a bad oh, breeze. Yeah. It starts oh. flapping. You're like, oh, should I keep my hand on the rock face or should I hold down my fucking hair hat? <laughs> Die keeping a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Bones is down there with space, but I go, it's not worth it, Jim. Well, Let's go. That's what everybody knows. Everybody's known for years. We're cutting back and forth between fake stunt double climbing a mountain and DeForest Kelly just looking with binoculars like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, he's up there again, showboating like a fucking moron. <laughs> And you I wanted to have lunch with him today. He's just increasingly, he has like a, a bottle of soda. He's just squeeze, like, <laughs> squeezing it harder and harder. And then finally when it happens, pop. You realize though with this, like, this cutting back and forth that what this movie is all about is the fucking laughs between all these people. Oh, yeah. We're just on. having a great time, aren't we? It it's, really doesn't matter about the adventure. It's a victory lap. Like, this one more so than any of the other ones. Well, like, Shatner's finally directing. Of course yeah. it's a victory lap. <laughs> Oh, and then oh. Spock shows up with rocket boots. <laughs> what a distraction, by the way. I have rocket boots. I, I'm, I'm, I've only, I only watched these movies for the first time like two years ago. I, went, I never saw any of them, uh, and I wa- watched all six of them in like a month. To answer your question you haven't asked yet, no, rocket boots don't appear in any other place. Or not in the show, nothing else. Don't, not that I know of. Don't, they have, don't those guys who uh, uh, kill the Klingons in Undiscovered Country have yes. gravity boots, Gra- kind yeah, of? They're but that's after boots. this, so this, I guess, this, so, this, yeah. is, inter- oh, so this, this establishes the boot lore, <laughs> the, boot, the boot science. The mythology going, of the boots in Going Star forward, Trek. we can have boots <laughs> for anything. Well, they've got, the, uh, they've got the magnet boots in first contact when they're walking on like the outside of the ship. That's a great scene. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Neil What's-His-Face gets turned into a Borg and mm-hmm. murdered. Yep. Well, that, we, we could thank that. And Undiscovered Country right here. This is where it all started. This is where the boots started. The rocket boots. Here it is. Gene, 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 hear me out. We have to introduce boots. And nothing but boots. What? So, wait, do they have laces? No, no, no. no. The rocket boots. And the magnet (laughs) boots. You can have Mega Man boots. You can have Razor boots. You know, Lava boots. Bill, are you sure you want to do this? (laughs) You could have... uh, you can have Koopa type people riding in a boot. <laughs> Look, I haven't talked to Nintendo yet, but I gotta tell you, I don't think that's gonna fly, man. That's but- not a worthwhile crossover, by the way. <laughs> Mario Brothers and Star Trek? That sounds great. No, it doesn't. <laughs> sounds amazing. You know, like, you know, you don't even have to change Mario that much. Like a fat little Italian, it's pretty. I, you know, just cha- shave off the mustache, I put him in a, in a in a yellow shirt, and you got Kirk. I will say, if I got to see Shatner in a raccoon suit. Yes. <laughs> or, I can oh. turn into a statue for some reason. Here you go. <laughs> or the frog suit. That's how you find your A minus <laughs> movie. Honestly, just show me William Shatter shooting fire out of his hands. <laughs> well, I'd, I would like boop, it if, boop, it, was, if, boop, boop. if it wasn't even like shooting out, like it was actually like the video game. He's just like throwing little balls of fire all over. Yeah. Well, I, they're boop. bouncing all over the place. He would, but he'd spend the whole time complaining about what Luigi had in his contract. <laughs> and yeah, that's true. What's fair was. 
I'm the star of this, right? I'm the red one. That's that's the star. <laughs> now there's a Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Walk Wa- Kirk. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Walkirk, he's got a mustache, <laughs> or like a goatee, and terrible self-esteem. It's just him from the Mirror Mirror uh, episode of the yeah. original series. Oh yeah, get that dude back. That dude had some yeah. ideas. <laughs> so, what else they introduce in this movie? Just as far as like Star Trek universe introductions is. Like a failed idea that Roddenberry never got off the ground, but the idea of like the um, the Federation like army men that oh, happen the, in this the movie, yeah. guys, yeah, or the Marines. They yes, call them, the yeah, yeah, Marines. yeah, yeah, like the Federation Marines, which is so stupid because it's like this is a science organization, yes. like a peace organization, but it's like no, 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 no. Also, have to have a Marine unit. But doesn't even make any sense because everyone can shoot their silly lasers anyway. You don't need a marine to do that. And also, I don't fucking care. I'm here for the Star Trek Enterprise people. Get me the fuck there. Yeah, well, we're so. F- I mean, it t- we spend 25 minutes on, on the fucking uh, in this whole little camp situation. By the way, Spock shows up with his rocket boots, causes Kirk to fall because yeah. he's like giving him shit. And they're both wearing like these like track suits that aren't very flattering. No, although Spock's jacket is pretty sharp. <laughs> I, I love that uh, Kirk, Kirk throughout a lot of this is wearing a sweatshirt or whatever that says cl- "Go climb a rock." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to see is William Shatner in a gimmick T-shirt. I love it. <laughs> Who I mean, knew that in the 24th century there'd still be like T-shirts with messages on them? Who knew? <laughs> I'm not crazy, but the voice in my head. Whatever. If you can read this, the bitch fell off. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? You see my shirt, Spock. Mean people suck. <laughs> what? I do like New York. <laughs> so, yeah, Spock saves him, and then they decide to, uh, to have dinner. Sure. Which they're just eating beans with whiskey in it. There's probably more whiskey than beans. There's if, no beans. If we're being realistic, they're just drinking whiskey off of a spoon. Because, <laughs> because DeForest Kell or, or, or Bones is like, an old family recipe, you green-blooded Vulcan fuck. Which is... I mean, the thing is... Can't believe we're going on fucking vacation with him, Jim. The weird thing is, like, back when, back when they were both 40 in the TV show, it was like a fun tete-a-tete. Now that he's older, whenever he's taught... Whenever this old... And, and DeForest Kelly was the oldest of all of them. He's older by, like, 10 years. 10 years at least. He... It just... It got... It's got an old Southern racist vibe in it, man. It's oh, just, yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, this green-blooded Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> He added quite a lot of salt to it. <laughs> it does. No, the older he gets, the more he just sounds like an old racist yelling at people. But he's evolved, you know. He's no longer ra- racist against humans. <laughs> he's now specious. Yeah. Oh, sure. He's well, a, you'd have to be in the twenty-four century, Jim. <laughs> goddamn gleep clops running around. Well, he's just like, oh, well, oh. it's unnatural. His father fucked a woman <laughs> one of ours <laughs> now i get one of theirs well actually shatner has no pl- i mean he has no place to talk because in the beginning of undiscovered country when he's like he agrees with that thing they're animals they're all animals oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, kirk is a big time uh specious or whatever oh, oh, he yeah. hates klingons oh he's gonna hate klingons till the day he dies man they killed his son david fucking christopher lloyd that son of a bitch yeah, Christopher <laughs> Lloyd playing a Klingon, by the but way. But that's the grand tradition of blackface that has gone on to Star Trek <laughs> history, right? Well, you know, they didn't start out 
you know, with yeah, African American I mean, actors. Well, I guess by the by the sixth movie though, you've got Michael Dorn. He's playing like Worf's grandfather and whatnot. Hashtag make me in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Find a place. Yeah. Hashtag I'll be my own grandfather. <laughs> Don't we have like Christopher Plummer playing one in the next movie? Chang. Yeah. Yeah, he's General Chang. Chang, yeah. yeah. See, the thing is, it's more of like a Mongol ish yeah. culture, right? But it's, now it's... I'm playing a Klingon, too. <laughs> First it was Genghis Khan, and now I'm a Klingon. No, no way would Shatner, I mean, assuming John Wayne had lived, would let John Wayne on set. Like, he's got to be the biggest dick in the room all the time. Oh, so <laughs> the day John Wayne says a Klingon word. <laughs> oh Kalush my- Kalash, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Buck, cha, <laughs> fuck. In your tongue, it means pilgrim. <laughs> but like the Earth word pilgrim. <laughs> Just Can a reminder: we... if you're one of those people that fluently speaks Klingon, stay inside. <laughs> Craig, Craig. That means fuck you. <laughs> No, it probably means something way worse. Yep. So we'll get a letter about it. Someone's analyzing <laughs> Wait, this. Why would, oh, my God. There's so many weirdly anti-Semitic stuff in Klingon in that episode. <laughs> like we had no idea. Sidebar. Why, wait, why did we write a bunch of anti-Semitic words into, into Klingon? Yeah. How, how like, many is, Jews are Klingons coming across? One Shatner <laughs> and, and Nimoy. You guys, watched, as, as Adam Sandler told me. Oh, that's right. You guys watched a heck of a lot more of the Next Generation than I did. Yeah. Tell me, did Worf ever go to a bar mitzvah? No, but he does have those super Jewish parents. I just rewatched that episode where Worf's parents come to visit. Re- and then they're uh, well, because he's adopted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, he's he adopted. adopted. He's adopted yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> And his father's played. Captain, your daddy now. His his father's played by noted Jewish uh, actor who passed away recently, Theodore uh, Bickel, I think his name is, something like that. He's like super famous uh, Jewish actor. Super, and he just super famous. Super famous man. Not to me. <laughs> so we start. So like basically, like uh, you know, Spock is just like, I don't understand. Why are we eating beans? And like, it's just like, I'm going to toast a marshmallow in a space pod. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't get enough concessions at the concession stand. Clearly, this is the time for me to go back for the fucking. Bill <laughs> oh, sure. You know what? Call me when we get to outer space. <laughs> it's just like Bones being like, well, "What do you do after you roast the marshmallow?" And Spock's like. I consume it. <laughs> this is some riv- the, this is riveting stuff. The marshmallow becomes a part of me. Yeah, this lasts and, way too long. And then we start. It's like, well, we gotta sing old, old, old folksy camp songs, don't we, Jim? Jim sing boy. a rat. And Shatner's like singing camp songs around a fire. I haven't done that since I was a boy in Iowa. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Keep those doggies. Oh, I thought rolling. you'd do a Limp Biscuit. <laughs> so did I. Like that's, that would make sense. I they would do Limp Biscuit. Get it all for the nookie. <laughs> what? The nookie. <laughs> the nookie. The nookie. Come on, Spock, join in. I might break your fucking face tonight. <laughs> Give all. me something to break, Captain. All and together now. <laughs> Spock, we're on shore leave. You can call me Jim. <laughs> Jim, it's just one of those days <laughs> when you don't want to wake up. Everybody sucks, Jim. 
It's an it's an Earth song, you green blooded Vulcan. You sing it. Slim biscuit. It's classic. I'm feeling like a freak on a leash. Jim, that's corn. Oh, you're... Here we are in Durst Park, <laughs> named after President Durst. <laughs> they re- renamed Yosemite National Park to Durst National Park after yes. Senator Durst. <laughs> Senator then became president. Absolutely, Durst. yeah. Resigned in uh, disgrace, but by today's standards, it's fine. Here we are sleeping alongside the banks of the Chocolate Starfish Lake. <laughs> About to pop a, a cold can of hot dog flavored water alongside this campfire. Oh, I really wish I knew more of Limp Bizkit's songs. <laughs> New metal is illogical. <laughs> you know, it sure is, Nimoy. So they start singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat, which is the only song they could afford, I guess. <laughs> That's what I want 70-year-old dudes to be singing in yeah, my movie. Because it costs absolutely nothing. But this is a fucking Star Trek movie, man. You can't find some, some scratch for music licensing. Isn't all, but isn't all, aren't those songs all on the registry, like the national registry? I would think at this point. Oh, of, of like, songs that you just can do. Yeah, I mean, but even still, license a song. Any, any song. song. <laughs> all, all, you know what, though? Here, here's another thing, Chris. Here's a tip. Uh-huh. This movie takes place in the 24th century. How about just making shit up? That would also be nice. Well, you since know, you're in space. Because when they're going through, like, songs that they want to sing, and Shatner at one point's like, you know, they're, they're going through different songs. He's throwing out ideas, and he's like, Moon over Rigel 7. And I'm like, that's a fucking fake song. Sing that stupid fake song. If we're, you know, it should have been the Beastie Boys, maybe, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, if we're in the Abrams verse, huh? Right? If I already saw a space unicorn or whatever the fuck that thing was, oh, God. you can make up, like, weird songs. Like, I, 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 that's what I'm coming here for is imaginative stuff anyway. And just like that, that space unicorn, it just has to be the littlest bit fake. Yes. <laughs> like, have a song that just sounds the littlest bit fake. So they sing it. We cut to the Enterprise fucking finally. Yeah. Lord Almighty, minute 27 or and something. Scotty's just running around all harangued <laughs> because apparently, like the rest of this movie, it's unfinished and cheap. Mm-hmm. So basically everything's broken. And that's, I guess that's how you do it, though, is like, oh, yeah, the ship's, it's a, it's a skeleton crew. Uh, not a lot of things are working. Definitely, they definitely don't get that transporter working for the first fucking hour and 15 minutes. God. No, Anywhere well, wait, you can well, cut a corner. What, now, why is the, no, why? Why? Why is the Enterprise disabled? <laughs> I really want to know. Did the whales like, do something yeah, in the last I movie? I don't remember anything no, because happening in 4 that would make it like such a piece of shit. 4, they don't have the Enterprise. <gasps> because at the start of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And now here we go, by the way. But at the start of 4, they're, be- they're stuck on Vulcan with the Klingon Warbird. Uh-huh. And then they do the whole slingshot around the sun back in time thing to get the whales all in the Klingon Warbird. And it's only, I believe, at the end of oh, that wow. movie that it's like... By the way, new Enterprise credits, and like that's that's where it's left off. So like, the... so it's new Enterprise credits, shitty Enterprise. 
but yeah, it's like it, it's. I guess it's just an enterprise that, that's not dude, finished yet. Is there like a lost mission or something? Like maybe there was a movie in between we didn't get to. Oh, oh this go, is a go, you mean a good movie? <laughs> yeah, NC NCC seventeen oh one A, dude. That's what we're working with right now. Right. It's not ready Yikes. for launch. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> just just oh, letting, that, letting that out there. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it's 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 like you know. I guess it's kind of like you know, like a like a building, right? Yeah. Like we've got the exterior of this building finished, but you know, some of the inside, the plumbing's not really working just yet. So, so right, just okay. go into space with this thing. <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, that's the bullshit part of the whole thing. Is they're like, hey, there's this super important Starfleet mission that we need only this old ass septuagenarian crew to get on. <laughs> it's under it's under like a humongous tarp, like the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Oh man, a good a good old fashioned space tarp. Yeah. I oh, that that's garbage. So it'll do. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mister Rocket. Just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. Hey, 
it turns out they got to go on this rescue mission to save all these hostages that that noob Cybot has on that planet. Cybot. Including now we're talking David Warner. Yeah, that's right. It's his second Star Trek appearance. So they send. No, this is, isn't his first. No, I isn't think the this... second one in Undiscovered Country. Oh, that's right. He plays a whatever in a. He's I the think... com- like. Commission? No. I thought he played a Klingon at one point. He's he the Klingon in Undiscovered Country. Oh, Wait, okay. I'm sorry. He's not the same character? No, no. He's, no, just, no. he's like basically just oh, whatever. He's stupid. the main Klingon, the one who gets shot through the chest in Undiscovered oh, Country. Oh, weird. <laughs> I like that. But he's, he's, a, he's a Terran or a human in this movie, and he's kind of hanging out. This planet Nimbus 3, I guess, is like a joint venture between the Klingons, the Romulans, and the humans. Uh, yeah, and 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 well, the Federation. Yeah, and it's like you know, you know, it's it's not off to a great start. Yo. you're trying to make this like it's like the planet of unending peace or whatever, but it's like a real shithole. You know, the whole planet's just a gross desert. We, we do see like the the bar that that this takes place in, and we it, are uh, wishing it's a cantina. By the well, way, it, it's, Paradise City. Yeah. Oh, is that what it's called? It yeah. Ew. Jim, you know Guns and Roses. <laughs> Take me down to the Paradise City. Spock, welcome to the jungle. No, 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 knees. <laughs> but it's... Please. But it, it's and fit. the girls are pretty. They got cat strippers, Jim. <laughs> Jim, I'm stuck in the cold November rain. <laughs> but they are... It's basically Reno to Mos Eisley's Las Vegas. That's right. That's, you know, it, that's <laughs> very accurate. It's very shitty. Yeah, there's yeah. it's Mos Espa. And <laughs> we're just we're just praying nobody's asking any questions. Because <laughs> everyone's there's there is a cat stripper to Eric's point, right. which makes no sense. And this oh, plant yeah. this plant is I want, also uh, called... I'll, I'll do it, Gene, but I want cat strippers. With uh three breasts. <laughs> is ever... that what's happening? Yeah, because Shatner won one drunken night <laughs> saw Total Recall and was like that's the best idea I've it. ever seen <laughs> gotta get me some of those cats now and forever <laughs> with right. three tits alright cause that was on Broadway yeah. and then he saw Total Recall and he was like let's combine them what a day for Shatner man he catches I a don't... matinee of cats and then he walks downtown sees Total Recall pretty pretty nice day in the city <laughs> And then he finishes it off while watching PBS. Like, yeah, that guy could be in my movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he won't show me up. I met with Paul Verhoeven. Kind of (laughs) weird. Man, if Paul Verhoeven directed a Star Trek movie, by the way. So Cybok shows up to this Paradise City, by the way. And did we say it's Nimbus 3? Yes. 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 Okay. All right. I, I never understand. I mean, like, I guess, like, the idea is there's so many freaking planets, you've got to start numbering them. But, like, I don't know. I don't want to live on Nimbus 3, man. Like, I want my own planet name. Well, well it's hey, better than Nimbus 4. But you can't afford the rents on Nimbus, dude. <laughs> but that's the thing. Is there a Nimbus 1 if there's a Nimbus 3? Oh, oh there, there has to be. Yeah. There are Nimbi all over the place. The Nimbi? Okay. Also, though, I think, like, now we number planets. Like, whenever somebody's finding a planet, yeah. it's like. 2847-A, and right. then they inevitably name it after some I, I always person. swear there's an Earth 2 somewhere, right? Yeah. Isn't that something? No, that's, 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 that's official. No, that's, yeah, that's in D- that's DC Comics. Yeah, it's an alternate universe. <laughs> See? That exists. 
So it's alter- so at Nimbus. Oh, you know why? Because Nimbus three takes place. I guess there is Earth <gasps> two and right. Nimbus three. Sure, the numbers get all jangly with it. Oh, I see. Right, so that's why the Green Lantern lives on Nimbus three, right? <laughs> is that where he's from? Uh, no, he's from Earth. No, oh, right, he's, he's Earth. from Oa. 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 Oa one. No, just Oa, Oa General, man. There's only one Oa. Oa General? What, I mean, just Oa in, in, in now general. I'm picturing a Green Lantern Hospital soap opera. <laughs> oh, I like this idea. Hey, talk Gr- to me. Gorilla talk Grodd me. at the uh, receptionist desk. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's just Green Lantern going crazy, and he Green Lanterns all the, ho- all the patients, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just him going mad in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's like Shock Corridor. Yeah, a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, now we're talking. Eric. Talk to me about this after. We'll pitch it. Just you and me. We'll, we'll just go. We'll, we'll go through. We'll go rogue. It. Those we'll go ideas suck. Me and you. Me and you. <laughs> We're going rogue. So, oh, by the way, they also. I guess what is the what is the goal of this planet? By the way, like that's what's never really specified. Yeah. To waste time. <laughs> I mean, we've got to these, have a place to go to in this movie. <laughs> these ever important representatives and whatnot. I think it's, it is just because you know the Klingon. I guess we're at peace with the Klingons for the most part at this point, and we're at peace with the Vulcans. We're at peace. Yeah. With, so I guess it's like the idea is like this is like you know. Everybody's going to try it out on one on Nimbus. You know, we'll start with Nimbus three. See how that goes. <laughs> well, it's also I think it, I think it's a thing though where it's like a planet in the neutral zone. Yeah, yeah so it's like a, we need everybody here watching everybody else because we don't trust each mm-hmm. other. Welcome to space, Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's his face? Cybok comes in with a gun and like hijacks all these dudes and basically we're in a hostage crisis and the only people that can stop it are people that are actually currently on vacation with a broken ship that happen to be 85 years old. It doesn't make any sense. Send someone decent Send to try to save Captain this. Harriman, right? He's probably in the in the service at this point. Captain Alan John Rock. Harriman, I'm yeah. sure he's around. Or yeah. maybe he's a, now, maybe he's a commander at this point. He Where hasn't he yet. From? Oh, well, he turns out to be the captain of the Enterprise B at the beginning of Star Trek Generations. That gets oh. fucking destroyed. <laughs> was it oh, like Alan, Alan Ruck? Alan Ruck, yeah. Alan Ruck plays him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, but the, the thing is, it's not... Here's what you... If it... If you need it to be a thing where it's like, we need Jim Kirk, Cybok has to be like, get me James T. Kirk! <laughs> yes. yes. But as it stands, he's like, I've got David Warner hostage. <laughs> get anyone to take care of this. So they, 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 they break into the vacation. Uh, uh, Sulu and Chekhov are like, I guess like, are they still like pulling pranks on them? Like, oh no, meet us at that rock. Hey, Bones, let's go to another rock. No, no, no. <laughs> Gu- guaranteed... Those three were on one trip, uh-huh. and these motherfuckers weren't even invited. Oh, no sad. way, dude. No so, way. It's like, Sulu getting invited so, so. to a Kirk vacation. <laughs> Please. Yeah, that's. It, you do get a nice end George Takai at the beginning of the credits. It should be end begrudgingly George Takai. <laughs> totally. So why are they even at Yosemite? Is it just like, like well, they are going there, so free, li- free lift, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't want to see the captain, but I don't want to pay for my own trip. <laughs> yeah, that is, I think this is where we're going. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. And we'll drop you off here. <laughs> Those, don't, don't go in the, that, that senior officer bunk. Don't go there. Get your own ride home. <laughs> so yeah, basically they're, they're, they're lost, too, is the idea, because they're just sure. comical characters. I guess sure. so. And, you know, I... I I don't care about Chekhov. I never what? did. But Sulu, man, <laughs> Sulu is what? not a buffoon. 
And they make him buffoonish in this film. Well, they're like, oh, and like, because Uhura's trying to get them. And by the way, Uhura's fucking Scotty. When did that happen? When did that start? When did that end? And what's the middle of it? I guess she got a good good look at one of those whales in the last movie. (laughs) What's the human equivalent? Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. But yeah, you're going from the the landmark history-making first interracial kiss on television to fucking the fat engineer below deck. It just, it must have been like an off hours, like, oh, I just needed to clear my head. I had to get off the bridge. Oh, hey, Scotty. Yeah. Or maybe she, and then it's like, oh, Montgomery. Like, you know, here <laughs> yeah. we go. It's, it's really just like we're trying to give these characters something just to do. Anything. anything. Yeah. And, you know, someone's got to be fucking. But we, they don't even have any, like, they, they have no sexual chemistry. It's not like, you know, there's not like a bathtub scene where she's shaving him, like, in uh, <laughs> in Nemesis. It's just like she touches his face a couple times, like, oh, I don't have time right now. But, and you know what, Scotty? You make time. Yes, <laughs> yeah, seriously. If dude. you want this to work, you make time for Uhura. You she's getting idiot. on in years. You yeah. just got five aces, brother. <laughs> Why don't you just take it and run? I gotta <laughs> fold. The captain needs me doing work down here while they're all on vacation. Well, I feel like, yeah, Scotty just has, like, an abnormal amount of money for some reason. Like, he's <laughs> he seems like a third husband if there ever was He's one. been squirreling it away, you think? <laughs> oh, I come down to my timeshare. <laughs> a Nimbus one. I got two boats. <laughs> And that's why she never talks to him about the food, by the way. No, oh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> fried food? Another fried fish tonight again? <laughs> well, no, there is one scene where she brings, he's working so hard to get these doors working or whatever. And she brings him like a bag of potato chips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, right. It's just like these like silver bags. And she's like, I got us dinner. And you're like, you're supposed to like imagine what space food is. Because he's, he's super excited about it. And I feel like to get this dude super excited about something he's going to eat. It's got to be marvelous. Because, like, this guy has seen his fair share of chip bags. Or maybe it's like uh, what you could do for dog food where you could spray it with a bacon scent. <laughs> oh. doing. That's disgusting. <laughs> so um, they basically check off and, and Sulu pretend that they're in the middle of a blizzard, which doesn't make any sense. It's because a failed they're joke. They're clearly in Yosemite and, like, you know... Uhura's like, well, actually, I can tell that, you know, you're just in Yosemite. 75 and sunny or whatever she says. And then you're supposed to laugh, but then you don't. (laughs) And then then you're stuck here. (laughs) You're stuck in the scene. (laughs) Then you go back to the concession stand to maybe check it one more time. Maybe they got something new there. Maybe maybe by the time I get to the bathroom, I can force a pee. (laughs) They could have refilled the dips. Yeah, could have refilled them by now. Oh, I did regret not getting that cinnamon powder for my popcorn. I could go back. (laughs) So uh, then they pick up Kirk, uh, Spock, and Bones. uh, And this is only to have Kirk to wear jeans on the bridge. Could we start talking a little bit about two things that I'm not a fan of? One, which is the red outfits, which I don't like. I like them. I'm sorry, the maroon outfits. That's right. That's, that's right. I think it's more of a red than a maroon. Well, I think you got to fix your TV. Wait, is it? It's space, no, it's burgundy. Yeah, it's a, All right, space, we can settle on a burgundy. Did space become considerably colder? Why are we always... Just looking it's at these things make cold. me sweat. What? <laughs> they used to wear, like, polyester shirts and, like, you know, spandex pants and just right. kind of hanging out. In that first movie, they're wearing, like... 
saris or something. I mean, they, they are. It's it's I, some thin fabric. I prefer well, that. The thing is now with AC technology progressing, it's because <laughs> you know, hey, stuff progresses even in Star Trek. That's true. You know? even no, in I, think, I think it's more like, hey, Bones, are you always cold? I feel like well, once I got to a certain well, age, I'm always this cold. This is what I'm getting at. Like maybe like Starfleet regulation is now everything feels like you know like um, like a cold TV studio. You oh know? yeah. You know you gotta you gotta button up. So you're wearing this like turtleneck thing, and then the, everyone's wear- like, but like the cool thing about the original show is the red, the green, the yellow, yeah, the, the blue variety. What, also, as they age, and green. P- and well, it, Kirk had that like off-duty shirt. Oh, well, right. Actually, what was it? In, in, I think in the early, the which early... I don't, I don't want to see William Shatner in that fucking rap shirt. Now, I agree. I think in the early episodes that w- they that was like the command, and then they changed it out. Oh, okay. Oh, and know. then he I mean, became yellow. Yeah, I yeah, always but, just. I mean, I just always assume Kirk has a Man the Legend t-shirt underneath that thing. <laughs> they're also getting older and they're getting fatter, so you want to have some more layers to hide that up. I know all about that. <laughs> I never really had a problem with this. I mean, they, I never it, did either. It, it, it kind of looks cool. Like I, I, I like they, the variety. They, I like the variety of palette. Personally, well, they, yeah. <laughs> the old uniform was just a long sleeve t shirt. <laughs> yeah. You prefer a long sleeve t shirt? Steve more prefers his, his Space Voyagers to be in baseball three quarter tees at all times. <laughs> Steve just wants to be in his pajamas in outer space. Absolutely. Why wouldn't that? What am I, who am I getting dressed up for? What a fucking disgrace to Starfleet you are already. <laughs> What? It breathes like Romulan cotton. <laughs> a green blooded Vulcan doesn't sweat. Doctor, I am half human, so I half sweat. The other thing is the carpeting, which I have a big problem with. Like, come Does on, it, Shatner's it head. Doesn't match the drapes. <laughs> no, there's carpet. It's like the inside of the Enterprise is like a fucking inside of an Astro van in this movie, man. Dude, and no, here's the thing every single set in Star Trek history. You know, I'm talking even TNG, this yeah. especially, it looks like the inside of a video store. Oh, yeah. I could see, I could see Craig's pics on the wall, <laughs> and it would look fucking normal. It's like a weird carpet. It's like a disgusting, weird purple wall mm-hmm. with, like, you yeah. can tell they can just put shelves in it any time. Well, it's also, it gets more confusing with this movie because they started sharing sets with TNG. Yeah. So, Did they really? Oh, yeah. Like, the sick bay is just the sick bay from the, the TNG show. But I'm sorry, yeah. carpeting, that place smells. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know people are spilling stuff all over the place. I don't see one single Roomba going around. <laughs> and, and you know Kirk's smoking day in, day out. Oh just yeah! Don't show it. Wow. Oh yeah, that's there needs to be more casual smoking in these. <laughs> that would be really weird in the future. Well, right? it's weird with him it's wearing weird now. He's wearing jeans on the bridge when he comes in because he's and been a camping. t-shirt with a slogan on it. I love it. I don't want to get too into the slash fiction theories, but there is a good Kirk and Spock might be fucking because like they're in the elevator together. Yes, and Kirk is just like, man, I could use a shower, and like he says it to Spock, and Spock's like. So, <laughs> I think he says yes. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, just we're trying to make these jokes again. Let me get those jeans off you. <laughs> I'll tell you, and Shatner is sporting some thigh hugging dungarees, man. I love them. They They're dad pretty, jeans. They look they pretty are. sharp. I like I like the high rise. Gotta say, I does like he have a pleated cur- crease in, the, in these jeans? Oh, that might be. Oh, he's ironing shit. them. He's ironing them. Or or he's got those jeans with like elastic spandex waist. That might be. Oh, jeggings. We're saying. 
No, just those jeans. Where oh, it's, like, <laughs> it's jeans, but the waistband is like elastic. You know, yeah. I need room to breathe. <laughs> so we go. Uh, basically, the the admiral's like, look. You're the only one in the world that can do this, even though your ship is broken, even though you were on vacation, even though you're a million years old. <laughs> and you're an asshole. In, in the back, in the, <laughs> bottom line, you're an asshole. In the background, everything's breaking. I think I spotted two guys trying to drag a fax machine out of the <laughs> shot. I don't know why that was in the shot. <laughs> it's just the guy from Office Space. I think there's a Xerox machine someone's moving around in the background at one point. Oh, that might be. Well, you know, there's documentation. So they go, and Spock notices from the terrorist video. It's like a you know, it's, it's you know, it's the eighties that we're Iran sure, contraing yeah. a little uh, bit. Oh, oh I mean, sure. and and that's heavy duty in the next one too. The whole like, oh, we have to make peace with with the Klingons. Well, the really, next, we do. The, the next movie is a legitimate political thriller set in the Star Trek world. I and actually, it's awesome. I love that movie. It's awesome. This is not that. This movie is a hodgepodge of nonsense garbage. Speaking of nonsense garbage, Spock's like, oh, I think that's my brother that I've never invented yet. And <laughs> well, he hides it from them, though, because yeah. like, he goes and hides out on like this room that's magically on this new Enterprise where there's like a big old wooden steering ship and uh, a ship's wheel or whatever you want to call and it there. And wood paneling everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's like it's the Enterprise dad room is the situation <laughs> we're working with. And he goes down there and Kirk and... It's like... Kirk and Bones, they're like little dogs with each other, man. Like, wherever one goes, the other two fucking tag along. And they're like, hey, what's going on? And he tells this long story about, you know, this Vulcan who didn't take his, like, emotion-crushing, you know, pledge and everything. And, like, he was excommunicated. Conveniently leaves off the detail that it's his brother. We just let that go for another forty minutes. Spock is like the uh, the, the uh, varsity football player at the party, and his little brother's drunk and just making a scene. In the <laughs> How uh, look at this jerk! <laughs> Jeez, who who knows this guy? I saw him at a soccer game, and uh, he he seemed like a loose cannon. <laughs> hey, Spock! Oh my God! How does he know my name? <laughs> Uh, I heard your brother was crying yesterday. <laughs> Ew. Ew is right. So basically, uh, they go there and like... They go this, to Nimbus 3. They go to Nimbus 3. We see the Space Marines. Finally, Gene Roddenberry's vision realized. And what we're doing, by the way, and this is a really stupid detail. We've got this shuttle that they're going to go down with because we are not paying for beam technology until like the third act of but this But we're movie. also just stealing from... Uh, uh, that's the same shuttle from TNG, right? They just painted it differently? They painted it differently, oh. and they named it Galileo and wrote it in cursive on the side of the shuttle. Isn't it, like is it's it, a sign there, from some shitty nightclub? Are there two? Because one's Copernicus. The one I'm thinking of yeah. is Galileo. Yeah. It's just got this, this dumb this logo on it. It's like, it looks like a, the, honestly like the, the font to a bad stand-up comedy special. If Gam- Galileo was doing a, a stand-up comedy special in the 90s, that's how they would write it. Galileo name. back in town. These are like tricked-out vans. <laughs> they kind of they are. are. Yeah. They really are. And when they're rocking, you don't come a knocking. <laughs> it's like you'd put a name, uh-huh. you know, on like your your shitty boat that you bought, yeah. right. you know, like so that's what they're doing. But it's like for a space organization, you don't need this. You're just like it's all computers. Yeah, yeah. you don't need to be painting a name on the side of a boat. What, I know. I understand. Why shuttles exist, but come on. <laughs> yeah, I, let's just if, start beaming. If, beam if teleportation, everyone. 
te- technology exists, there might not even be need for ships. But well, we'll go when, on you, when you get in this situation where you know your your transporter's broken, as it always sure. is. But like normally, they should only use this to like help someone move. You're right, Steve. <laughs> it should it should be like Deep Space Nine, spaceports just oh. all through the game. like <sighs> put me to sleep. My God, just abolish the chips. <laughs> that would really be an entertaining thing for me to watch, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> You got me, Chris. How about Star Trek without the Trek? <laughs> Has How anyone done that? Star Trek. Snooze button. <laughs> I think they realize that, though. Because Snooze let me button tell you, nine. When you start watching that show, they start using that wormhole an awful lot. Well, and then they make their own ship, the Defiant. They're like, ah, we got to start fucking moving. They had to. <laughs> they had to because otherwise it's Star Trek in a fucking condominium building. So we're doing this the Tuesday before Star Trek Beyond comes out. That's correct. Here's the question because we haven't, we, you know, there's a lot of mystery behind who uh, Idris Elba plays, and we haven't mystery. seen, we haven't seen it yet. Could this be this version of the Ferengi? Maybe he's oh, just a big fucking, a big fucking Ferengi. Well, didn't they show him in the trailer? Isn't he the guy underneath the white, the crazy no, he white is, paint? But maybe that's what a Ferengi is. Maybe oh, he's okay. just a space bartender. Maybe he's like really like <laughs> he's threatening Kirk. I, I guess oh. if Khan is Benedict Cumberbatch, really anything could be anything now. <laughs> You know what? Maybe Idris Kirk- Elba is a Ferengi. He's yeah, he's quirk. a Ferengi bartender. Kirk and the gang uh, did a dine and dash situation. <laughs> I'll make you bleed for skipping out on your beer <laughs> or whatever I'm doing in this movie. You ordered bottle service. <laughs> you didn't even give me a tip. Dude, if, it's, if he's a Ferengi, I'm walking out of the theater. I'm walking right out. Are you doing a loud walkout? Like, this is bullshit! A fucking Ferengi! <laughs> Just storming out, <laughs> making a scene. I don't think he's a Ferengi. No, he's no, not. I but so. I'm, I mean, whatever. We, he, we will see that could, movie. But he I could be. He could be. We don't also, know. why are we making up new Gleep Globs? You got to see a fucking Gleep Globs to work with. I like the. I'm interested to see what the white lady is going to be up to. What her deal is. Whatever her name is. I don't Wait, know. what? The Anne- one that looks like she just came from Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. That one. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Anne Hathaway's in this movie. <laughs> So Sulu, Kirk, Spock, and a bu- and Uhura and a mess of space marines get in this dumb shuttle. They they have to land like a mile outside of town. And how oh, yeah. are we going to get there? Oh, cool! These space horses with horns on them are there. So many horned space horses. And the only way we can get them away from Cybox goons who are ill defined and not really explained. Are, is to do a Bugs Bunny gag where Uhura dances like a sexy lady and everyone like fo- flocks to her. Like you're fucking, you're a mile away from a whorehouse. Like honestly, <laughs> you can wait. Listen, these are for all those guys, those sensible dudes that don't want to be fucking these cat people. <laughs> They're like, hey, I heard a rumor that there's a lady out on a dune. Whoa, and she's human? Yeah. You don't have to get clawed at. You mean I don't have to move a tail when I do something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's a, she's a real human. She's dancing out on the dunes. <laughs> she's singing You know, I always wanted to have sex with a human. <laughs> the <Says>. rarest kind. <laughs> also, by the way, these dudes are calling themselves the Galactic Army of Light, in case anyone's well, paying that's attention. that's just wonderful. <laughs> that, could, that could be anyone. <laughs> I feel like there's 70 of those in Star Trek, probably. Well, it's such a cult name, though. Oh, like, that's true. We yeah. are the Galactic Army did, of Light. I did get a very, like, 
Hell Bop Branch Davidian vibe. Yes, That's what totally Shatner was going for, but this movie is a mess. Like he said that he he modeled Cybok after a televangelist and the televangelist movement. Blah 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 blah. But it's not here. It's not in this movie. No, it's and I feel like there's so much stuff that you can cut out and add things to support what is a cool idea, like sure. a fucking space cult, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But no, no, we got to have Sulu and Chekhov lost in the forest, fucking pretending that the wind is blowing. <laughs> that was like five seconds. <laughs> Man, that was five seconds of my life I'll never get but back. But there is 20 minutes of row, row, row your boat, to be fair. <laughs> At that least 20. True. I clocked 20 row, minutes of that. Row, row, row. <laughs> merrily, no, merrily, merrily, merrily. I forgot it was actually Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Actually, if Shatner did do a cover of Row, 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 it probably would be 20 minutes long. <laughs> to be fair. Row. Row. <laughs> row your boat. Okay, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I would so, love you to be the engineer on his Rocket Man thing. <laughs> Just get to it. That's where you yellow figure it out from the control room. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> so yeah, we go there. Uh, they 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 ambush these guys. They steal their space horses. And Shatner apparently like it's hilarious. He like was trying to teach Nimoy how to ride a horse, and Nimoy's like, um, I've been riding a horse since before you were fucking born. <laughs> <laughs> because he did all those, like, you know, he played an, an, an engine quite a bit way oh. back when. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was on a lot of the Western TV shows Oh, and shit. Did he ever come across Artemis? No, the... Uh, Jim uh, West? John Wayne. John Wayne, yeah. Oh! <laughs> the Duke? Oh, that might be. <laughs> Saw the Duke once on a set. He pretty much ignored me. <laughs> he flicked his cigarette at me. <laughs> told me to am scrap. <laughs> Is that Klingon? So they storm this uh, Nimbus 3's Reno, Nevada. Which is, there's a little, it's called Paradise, but somebody did a little bit of um, uh, a graffiti because uh, epic poetry goes all over the galaxy from America. Of course. Paradise lost? Whoa. Is there a question mark there? No, I, I don't know if there's a question mark, but it does say lost. Like somebody uh, but, it, but it does up. get you thinking. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It is stimulating my brain, this movie. So we've got like a little bit of a fight here. And Fucking fun. This is 30 some odd minutes in. Oh, the at first least. first hint of action. At least. The first hint of it. Yeah. Also, I guess we, we got to say that there's some random Klingon that's going through the galaxy that's hot, oh, cold, on, cold, there, cold on their tails. You know what, Eric? We forgot about it just like the movie pretty much does. Captain Claw, by the way. Is Captain really? Claw. Well, it's like really? L-A-A, but when oh. you say it, it's claw. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Does he have his PhD by any chance? <laughs> and this guy's this guy's a galactic... I'll get you next time, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a galactic loser. <laughs> he's, fl- he's, he's, he's flying around the galaxy, and at one point, he's, he shoots just a random satellite. Oh, yeah. And I just want to mention this, because I think... I didn't go back to check, but I think the satellite cries. Oh, yeah. I heard it's a noise. Like, like, Oh, that's stupid. I mean, that's that's the equivalent of getting... Stop a dying satellite. <laughs> it's the equivalent of driving around and breaking up mailboxes, right? Like, a little bit exactly. wasted. That's exactly yep. what... And, this is what the youths do. And it makes total sense because this Klingon is like, you know, the high school football star that, like, hurt his knee and didn't go anywhere. And now sure. he's just driving around town, getting drunk, breaking mailboxes with baseball bats. He sure is. 
So, you know, we, we introduce this guy, and then the whole thing's and like, he's got oh, a, a lady assistant that does not. Like, you think that they, they kind of establish this crew where you're like, oh, they're going to fight, and like, there's like this lady that's like kind of menacing, and you're like, maybe she'll do something at some point in this movie. But they also, they also, the other thought you're having is like, but I thought Cybok, <laughs> Army of Galactic Light, yeah, that's it. Why do I need these Klingons? Again with the Klingons, to quote The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so... Here's how you could have developed that cult is leave these fucking Klingons out yes, of it. Yes, exactly. Because they do they actually don't do much, but they, they do kind of nothing. do nothing. They, they do, do little, nothing. There's a little bit of... Uh, it's and, a Klingon about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a waste. And his whole thing... He's like, I'm tired of blowing up satellites. And the, the lady, who's like this bodybuilder, yeah. is just like, oh, well, say, I see on the radar that the Enterprise has just been dispatched to Nimbus 3. And he's like, oh, murdering the most famous Starfleet captain of all time sounds like a great plan. Which was a difficult scene to do because as he said that, William Shatner was always jerking off. So it was hard to... Compl- <laughs> is he just going to do... Yeah, he... Yes, he's just going to do that. Whenever you talk about his Star so, Trek character, he gets hard. And he doesn't yell cut until I, until he finishes. <laughs> Traditionally, he yells, come, instead of cut. Still doing it. <laughs> come. Every, every single shot in the movie, instead of saying cut, he said come. Yeah. <laughs> I, or, believe, I believe it. Or just a good, ah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Are you smoking a cigarette? You can stop reading your lines now. You can stop waving. <laughs> so in true Kirk fashion, just jam it in and get it done, he, like, storms this compound with, like, I don't know, ten people. He has no idea how many people are actually in this facility. And the action, this action scene is pretty much okay. It's it, fine. In, in a complimentary way. Like, it's, it's a good... That good... was a high compliment. <laughs> pretty much okay. It is, though. It's William like Shatner fun. bench presses a cat woman <laughs> and throws her into a pool. Dude, the physical prowess. Like, how about it, we do like an aging Charles Bronson thing? Like, I can't Ooh. get it up anymore, but I can still kill you. I sure. could go for Charles Bronson in this movie. Oh my god, Charles Bronson as Cybok. That's yes. the move. Oh, that's welcome it. this... Please welcome my army of galactic light. <laughs> well, I guess the problem was using a Vulcan with emotion, and that didn't work. <laughs> You're happy. Yeah, I am. You're yeah. sad. Sure. Through the roof. <laughs> hey, I'm thrilled. Happy to be here. Oh, Cybok. The most important thing, and, and Wikipedia has confirmed this for me, thankfully. <laughs> it's the largest Vulcan nerve pinch in history, because Spock doesn't do a horse. <laughs> Did anyone see this? No. no. Spock Vulcan nerve pinches a horse and the horse falls down. Oh, that's pretty cool. Does he do it with cool. both hands? No, he just does a one a one shot, man. Wow. That's pretty dope. Uh, you know what? This movie's kind of worth it just for that. <laughs> does then does he then also like do it to the dude? No, I guess the guy falls over. It's kind of like Blazing Saddles punching the horse. <laughs> but it's a Vulcan nerve pinch to a horse. So then, like, they go in to save these three captors, but what we don't know is that Cybok has this mind control ability. But it's, it, it's so ill-defined. Like, I, he just basically, like, when he takes away your pain, you are compelled to so- to uh, serve him. And I thought, like, towards the middle or maybe even the end of the movie, they would definitively say it's mind control or it's not, but they don't. Boy, you would think so, huh? <laughs> You'd think they'd sort of straighten that all out. 
So Cybok takes these dudes captive, and it's like, you know what I'm going to do now? Uh, we're going to steal the Enterprise. Because they do. Sure. <laughs> Which I'm like, hey... Smells like something Khan did one time. Doesn't does not Khan steal the Enterprise in that second movie? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. Out. So all right. Th- he steals the shuttle first, and then he he they they go into the Enterprise, and oh, Chekhov is playing Captain, which is kind of adorable. Well, you know that this was <laughs> Walter Koenig was like, well, my only time that I'll get to do this, I guess it's Chekhov is pretending that he's a captain. Ca- I'm, I'm puppet captain. I mean, Captain Chekhov. <laughs> I say puppet because I'm a puppet for Kirk, and I look like a puppet. Time for me. <laughs> wow, he does look like a puppet. Especially that big chair. Yeah. <laughs> Rankin and Bass's Chekhov. Say, Woody, how do you like being a Starfleet captain? It's time for me to take the crown. <laughs> He's so sad. He's like, oh, I will tell you where to get, to get off, Mr. Cybok. It's me. Captain Chekhov. People are laughing in the background. (laughs) I'm not negotiating with a a ventriloquist dummy come to life. (laughs) What an insult. Whatever. It's hilarious. But but Chekhov lets them on. And there's this scene on the the bay, which is kind of important, where, like, Spock can kill Cybok and put this whole thing to, to rest. Right. And Kirk goes, shoot him! (laughs) <laughs> Which is kind of funny. It was great. It's yeah, a low rent con screen. Yeah. It is. They're trying to recapture that magic. They really are desperately trying to recapture. And Spock it. doesn't. And for some reason, Cybok puts Kirk, Spock, and Bones in their own little prison cell. Yeah, they're in, in the, the brig. They're in the brig. But he. Basically, mind controls the rest of the cast, which gives the cast... Here's the thing. People will talk shit about those new Abrams movies, but at least they always figure out, like, okay, we've got eight characters. Every one of them needs to be doing something at all times. Yes. Like, this one's going to help this one. That one's going to help that one. This one's going to get the ship going. They're all really well-paced. Like, yes. those movies are insanely well. Like, the whole thing works. And, like... That was probably my biggest problem with these original run is they're paced like shit. What's the eight, that's the seventies? Yeah, 80s. I mean it's a it is an eighties thing specifically, but yeah. like a little bit of leeway there. But in the same term, it's like there's this thing where like they don't care about the rest of the characters. Everyone else is standing standing with their hands in their pockets the entire movies and while watching the three characters that you're, are allowed to talk. I mean, like generally, these first two Abrams movies are like the Kirk and Spock show for the most part. Sure, but. There's enough equal weight given to the the rest of them. Like Bones is doing stuff. Yeah, know. but this this is like, all right, gather around Uhura, Chekhov, and Sulu. All at once, I'm going to off-screen mind control you. <laughs> and then you're just going to be like my henchman, and that's it. They must have gotten a lot of like cutting room floor. I guess it has to have been. Also, there's just a random shot of like, 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 just to show Scotty's still around, he bumps his head and has presumably a concussion and falls (laughs) over. Oh, right. That's how he gets captured by Sidebach because they take him to sick bay. But for some reason, he doesn't get mind controlled either. Um, so inside the, the brig, it comes out that obviously it's Spock's brother the whole time, blah, blah, blah. Right. They escape somehow. Scotty blows a hole in the door. This Uh, is another one of those like, it's an antiquated form of communication known as Morse code. <laughs> and Scotty's like, he, Scotty types out or like knocks out, uh, like stand back. And they're like, again, because we're just supposed to be laughing our nuts off. Stand back. Stand back. And then like <laughs> the wall just blows a hole in it. And they're like looking at him and he's like, 
What are you standing around for? Don't you know a jailbreak when you see one? <laughs> and then he immediately hits his head on a beam and Every falls over. you want it, that's the way you need it. Every so what? So let's dance. Oh, man. <laughs> Rodney is Cybok. Sign me the fuck <laughs> Oh, sure. <laughs> Uh, my brother over there is a big, uh, big fucking robot. <laughs> my brother gets any more excited, he's going to jump out of his own coffin. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Or, or he's like a Starfleet admiral. <laughs> I was just thinking. Oh of, yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> hey, Kirk. Doesn't it make you upset that I was able to rise to these ranks and you're back to being a captain? Admiral, you keep talking about how your wife won't have sex with you, but she's been dead for 20 years. It's a fucking joke, you robot. (laughs) (laughs) Stop ruining my bit. That doctor doesn't sound very professional at all, Admiral. Nice uniform. They must give you a free bowl of soup with that. (laughs) So they basically they get kidnapped. They they get uh, 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 captured again. Like, there's, a, there's some more rocket boots, which are fun. Well, now because what we're doing is because Scotty like blows this hole in the the brig, and we're running through like the inter tunnels of the Enterprise. They kind of leave him for dead at this point, right? Like he he gets yeah. knocked out. And they're like, yeah, all right. Well, they don't notice. <laughs> no one's going to drag three hundred pounds. <laughs> That's also true. But we're this- trying to escape something here. <laughs> But, like, they're like, all right, thanks for the help, Scotty. And he's like, all right, better go back to fixing the fucking ship already. And, like, they part ways again. I just have this image of Bones, like, wrapping a rope around him and, like, carrying him over the shoulder like a rock. <laughs> not happening, man. No, not happening. Maybe, maybe Spock has got, like, super strength, kind of. Had an easier time building the pyramids, Jim. <laughs> At this point, they're captured in the den. And then, like, he basically comes into. Uh, mind, brain control, whatever the fuck. You finally see like what everyone else has been going through because that's the thing. Until this scene in the movie, all these people are just like clicking over. Like, yeah, all right, Cybok, you seem pretty cool, but you don't like see what he's doing because they're not characters. They're just only characters that have existed for thirty years at this point that are really incredibly popular that you <laughs> you only get to see every five years. Exactly. So why right. would you give them anything to do? That's no, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is like we're standing and we're in the dad room of the Enterprise again, and it's just like. Like, all of a sudden, this old dude, like, on a bed shows up, and, like, all the lights go dim. And the makeup on this dude and the movements he's doing, he looks like an anatomic dummy. <laughs> he looks like a depressing Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and he's just like... like oh. instead of bears playing the banjo, it's this old dude struggling to live. Hey, we're going to sing a song about euthanasia. <laughs> and that is what happens, because... Hey, pull the plug, pull the plug. <laughs> Dude, if there's any way to teach kids about compassion, it's through animatronic robots. Probably the best acting in the movie is DeForest Kelly right here. I, I was kind of into this scene. I mean, it's, it's stupid. And basically, like, he basically uh, kills his dad because his dad's like, I'm a thousand years old because it's space. Yeah. Please I'm, kill and me. I have a space disease. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, daddy. And he kills him. And then, like, and then Cybok's like, then what happened? And he's like, yeah. they found the fucking cure the same next day. <laughs> Man, that burns, Bones. (laughs) That burns. But come on, how much longer can that guy live when he looks like that? That's true. I mean, what what are you getting? 
a year. <laughs> is there like maybe the the drug is so good? Like people who were like that are now doing backflips. Oh, they're being younger. They're having sex be. with cats. They're they're climbing <laughs> rocks for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> then I got this cure, and I can climb a mountain. So that happens, and then like. But Bones doesn't get brainwashed by no, it? No, Bones does. Initially, like, it works, and he's like, Jim, it's great. you got to give it a shot. I'm high as a kite right now. <laughs> and then he's, and then Cyborg's like, all right, Spock, it's your turn. And then Spock's just like, and it's so stupid of Cyborg. Like, he should understand that this isn't going to fly. And he's just like, I believe we're watching the scene of my birth. And then, like, it happens, and you see Sarek, he comes in. It's not the same Sarek. It's a different dude. And he's just like, he's like, yeah, look at that. <laughs> Looks pretty human to me. And you're supposed to be like, oh, my God, that's heart-wrenching. And Spock's like, yeah, that happened. So what? <laughs> and then <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, the end of it. And the whole thing, like, so breaks. That's, like, it doesn't work. Now imagine, like, Spock in therapy. And she's like, well, didn't that make you feel? No, it made me feel like nothing. It's illogical. Why am I here again? <laughs> it's just, it, you had a freak out two weeks ago. This is the Star, <laughs> it's the Starfleet's manual three-month <laughs> therapy session. Just need to cool you down. And then, like, it, cool down. like Kirk refuses to do He's like, no. I refuse, which is a, oh, it's a great it? William Shatner. That doesn't make me a man. A man needs pain. A human needs pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, so I'm, then, I'm watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, like, Cyborg. Just one of those days. Wait, I want to wake up. <laughs> Don't give a fuck. Everybody sucks. <laughs> Three dollar bill. Y'all. <laughs> makes you want to break stuff. And I'm going to break your fucking head tonight. <laughs> And then Cyborg's like, all right, screw it. Let's go, Bones. <laughs> and then, like, the the two of them are hanging back. And, and Cyborg does mention earlier in the movie, he's like, I've been trying to crack these three like nuts, but their friendship is so strong, I can't get past it. Or whatever it is. And then Bones is just like, no, I think I want to stay with my friends, I guess. And it's like, well... This whole thing was for nothing. So basically, nothing in this movie. And Cybok's whole thing is, I got to go to God, who's in this part of the galaxy that's past the Great Barrier that no one's ever crossed, etc., etc. That we're is- going to get to. Shakari. Shakari, that's right. <laughs> what? That's the name of the planet. It, it, well, uh, like the, the, the Vulcan like lore. Restaurant planet or something? <laughs> Welcome sure. to Shakari. They make guacamole at the table. It's great. <laughs> you guys you guys are going to love Shakari. That does sound like heaven. But oh, my as- God. <laughs> I drank too many frozen mudslides at Shakari last night. I was late for work this morning. <laughs> Not quite as good as the ones at Shakari 12, though. <laughs> But in, like, I guess Vulcan mythology, Shakari is like a heaven-esque type place. So this dude, this idiot, Cybok, you fucking moron, is like, all we have to do is get past the great barrier that's in the center of the universe, or center of the galaxy, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. And there's going to be, this is where God is. It's going to be great. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, yeah, trust me, <laughs> there's a timeshare there, you are going to love it. It's blowjob heaven, don't worry about it. <laughs> We're going Ooh. to blowjob heaven. <laughs> A man doesn't need pain, but a man could appreciate blowjob heaven. So you're saying there's a whole planet full of blowjobs. <laughs> well, walking blowjob? Like, what does that mean? Well, no. Let's roll. A, stro- <laughs> a strolling blowjob. <laughs> like, what? 
a sentient blowjob? What are we yeah. talking about here? Dude, it's Star Trek. Anything is possible. That's probably in, Kirk, in, in Shatner's draft that got cut. They're like, you know what? No. The blowjob talks a bit much. So it's like... He, I class it up. I call it fellatio. <laughs> I found out that shockery is the Klingon word for blowjob heaven. <laughs> It is dishonorable to get a blowjob in heaven. <laughs> whatever. Fight me or whatever. <laughs> whatever you say, Worf. <laughs> oh, You're man. missing out, Worf. <laughs> it's fucking great, man. Come out inside. Stop Stop hanging out outside with your boombox. Dude, even Data's getting a robot blowjob in there. Oh, sure. He's fully functional. <laughs> As we're so often reminded on that show. Yikes. Every, at least once a season, you're reminded that he's got a robo dick on that show. <laughs> hey, now that no one's listening, let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's the, and then this, this is the rest of the movie is like, all right, we're on track to go to heaven in the center of the universe. Which, and don't forget those Klingons are somewhere behind us. And the thing is, like, it would make sense, like, in, a, in the grand scheme of things, televangelists, etc., if there was fucking nothing there. Like, that would be kind of cool, right? Like, right. oh, it's a scam. But Or if the Great Barrier was difficult to traverse. It's honestly, like, uh, imagine going to work this morning. Whatever that was, that's going to fucking the center of the goddamn universe. I mean, it's insane. They're like, oh, no ship has ever crossed through the Great Barrier before. And then when you see it happening, they just hit a little bit of turbulence. <laughs> it's like a little bit of space turbulence. And then nothing. You know what should be happening? It's like people are just getting taken off the Enterprise. Like people oh, just yeah. like disappearing. Oh, I like that How idea. How cool would that be? You're, like a, like you're a, about to be taken. Yeah. <laughs> the Great Barrier is going to come for you. <laughs> Get under the bed. <laughs> And when you see the Great Barrier, describe it to me. Yell out any tattoos you might see on that Great Barrier. Oh, by the way, I know that I could totally be calling the police during this whole cool monologue I'm doing, but I'd rather (laughs) kill everybody. So there is – this is where we see like – it's like lightning and and water. Like these effects are kind of cool, but not cool enough. It kind of looks like the River of Slime from Ghostbusters 2. I guess so, yeah. Just a little bit. Which was coming out, what, two weeks later? Yeah. Oh, it (laughs) trounced this movie. Yeah. Uh, and so then they just get there, and there's like a planet. It's like this little pink ball. They're we're, like, "Hey, look, a planet." That's it's kind cool. of a desert again, which is kind of shitty because we were just in a desert. Yeah, pretty much. a nice planet. Just one ice planet. Come that on, ice guys. planet would be nice. Jungle planet. We the, get a, we get a nice planet the uh, the next movie. Oh, that's the, right. Uh, the Klingon prison planet. Yeah. There's we're, also we're, we're Kirk's fucking that shapeshifter. That's going on, right? Yeah, oh man, he's like doing nasty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like this thing with like three, 13 eyes. It's like. Ooh, but at least she was a shapeshifter. Uh, <laughs> Once I get to blowjob heaven, this will be better. Did it all for the nook. <laughs> oh, he certainly did. God, do you remember the uh, like Spock's sex kimono in Undiscovered Country? Oh yeah, that dude. scene with Kim Cattrall. Yep, that is like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Is it? <laughs> okay. Well, here's the question: because like Spock's half brother, who could care? It was never explained in the in the show, and even yeah. Kirk kind of calls bullshit on it. It's like that doesn't even make sense. Like. 
wouldn't it be cool if it was like Spock's son? Like, let's get more or Spock's daughter. Like, he's Anything. fucking everybody in the world anyway, right? Like, he's been laying pipe this whole for forty years. Or yeah, that's kind of been happening here and there. He's, so, like, he's, uh, he's not talking about it much, though. He's a respectable gentleman. Yeah. But why not? Like, it's his son or it's his daughter, and like that's kind of cool. Anything, and, like, like just the fact that there's this. And it's not even like he didn't know it. Like that's the whole thing is he's like, yeah, I knew I had this brother the whole time, Captain. And you're like, dude. Like Kirk's like, why didn't you say anything ever? And he's like, There's a half brother. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you're right. I don't have a brother. I have a half brother. And everyone slaps their forehead. <laughs> I told you you can't trust no green-blooded Vulcan. <laughs> I told you that I. Came into the world as a reject. Look into these eyes and you'll see the size of these flames. <laughs> Dwelling on the past, burning up my brain. Everyone that burns has learned from the pain. <laughs> hey, think about the day my girlie ran away. With the, when, when the fellas came to play, no, she stuck it with my homies that she fucked. <laughs> and I'm just a sucker with a lump in my throat like a chump. Hey, should I be feeling bad? No. Should I be feeling good? No. It's kind of sad that I'm the laughing stock of the neighborhood. <laughs> you would think that I've been moving on, but I'm a sucker, like I said. Now, I fucked in the head. Now, maybe, just maybe, I made a mistake, Jim. I should give her a break. My heart will ache either, <laughs> will ache either away. Hey, what the hell? What you want from me to say? I won't lie that I can't deny. I did it all for the nookie. The what? The nookie. The what? Come on. So you could take that cookie <laughs> and stick it up your... Yeah. yeah. Stick it up your... Yeah. Stick it up your... Yeah. Falcon. <laughs> and that's that's as far as we're going. <laughs> go. Go. <laughs> Run it all through. Did it all for the nookie. <laughs> hey, now that nobody's listening... <laughs> Now we can speak Frank. Yeah. Oh. It's just just the three of us. Here. <laughs> not even one of us is not listening. Someone got taken. So we get to the bear. planet, and apparently the, the idea was Shatner had this idea was it was going to be hell or a hell planet with a devil and demons and all sorts sure. of shit. And then someone did the hand thing, and that means the money. Yeah. How are you pulling money away from Star Trek though? Because listen, the worst thing you can do to science fiction. Is make it low budget, yes. man, or especially, or, or just keep it on the ship. Like you know what I mean? Like that's you don't need a set. You can have a cool like ship to ship battle. That's fun. Anything, but, but we're on this planet, and what's amazing is so they're like they're standing around and like Cybox walking around, and he's all excited because he's on his little heaven planet, and he's trying to find God, and they're all walking kind of behind him, and you can see the three, you know, Bones, uh, Spock, and Kirk all go down with them, and you can see them being. And like, there's nothing here. Ooh, this is embarrassing for Cybok. Oh, Cybok. Oh. And while they're trying to, like, figure out what to say to Cybok to break the news, Cybok does a, I still know what you did last summer. And he's like, what are you waiting for? Come on, God. And then, like, there's, like, a little bit of rumbling. And then this planet. Very magically, and this is the magic of movies, you guys, mm -hmm. this huge planet, this desert, turns into a tiny little soundstage. Because, <laughs> like, these, like, rock ribs come out of the ground, and, like, Fred Flintstone's yabba-dabba doing all over the place. They're made out of styrofoam. It's so terrible and then, looking. out of the mist, Hillbilly Anne Heche. <laughs> 
like the lights, like everything turns black and they're just magically on this soundstage. It's mm-hmm. so cheap. Apparently there was a rock monster that was supposed to exist. That it's did- a rock monster. It was reminding me of... <laughs> oh, good, God, good God. Speak about the nookie. But... Um, <laughs> It was reminding me of Galaxy Quest for a minute here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Because the rock monster, they, they filmed scenes that just looked like shit and they cut it. Like, basically, it didn't work right or something. Yeah. You know what else didn't work right? The shark and Jaws. They figured it out, though. Or the rest of the movie. Or Cybok. Or <laughs> the fucking Row, Row, Row Your Boat trilogy. So then it's just like the face of some dude that looks like an old Old like, dude. <laughs> he turns into a like he sh- like he does like a god montage. It's like God through the years. Yeah. Oh, that's like, right. One mer- of them looks like Andros from Star Fox. He <laughs> you know, he's a many faced god. Oh, yeah. and they, like when he comes up, it's just this old bastard with a beard, it's and he's the just stereotypical like stereotypical god, whatever. Well, that's, what do you want? That's what this this being even <laughs> says to them. He's like, perhaps this visage is one you're most familiar with, and I'm like, yeah, old white guy yeah that's what they've been telling got us. it lock it in <laughs> saddle up lock and load <laughs> oh man but the, but the weird thing is like it basically it, it comes to pass very clearly that he is a, a being that has been stuck on this planet forever and he yes. wants to get off which is a much better i think this has happened already at this point that cool episode of star trek where tasha yard dies that puddle of slime that kills her yes that oil monster that thing is a much a better actor. It's be more convincing because it's like it's just it's filled with hate. It's like so viscerally something. It's a thing that like affects them, and it's not just like talking to them, like clearly trying to trick them. Yeah, also like the slime. Yeah, it, it's just it's just. But this guy is just like, hi, I'm God. Bring your ship closer. And this I will is use this starship. It's one of the greatest William Shatner lines. He's like. What does God need with a starship? <laughs> and then they're like, shut up, it's God. And he's like, no, 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 no. What does God need with a starship? And, and then they're like, gets, well, you're kind of right, Kirk. And then he gets eye blasted and everyone's like, <gasps> and then uh, they're like, oh, we're going to see that in Ghostbusters 2 in a few weeks. God smitten with you, Jim. <laughs> Nimoy goes up to him, Jim, if anyone ever asks if you're a God, you say yes. <laughs> It is totally logical. Yeah, so this alien just wants to, like, fuck the Enterprise. And then basically the alien's like, oh, and then Bones is like, how could you hurt him? No god would ever hurt a man. And it's like, well, I don't know. Especially my gym. (laughs) Have you read the Old Testament lately? (laughs) I did a lot of fucked up shit in that. And then it's like, you know, Cybok, I guess, realizes the score, and he's like, all right, I got an idea. Let's do my weird brainwashing thing on this alien. And he's like, how's your pain? How's your pain feeling? Let me see it. And he, like, jumps into this thing. And then it's just this dude fighting himself for a little bit, because the the head turns into Cybok, and he's like, how about that? You like looking at that? You looking at yourself, huh? And then it's like... This community theater actor is strangling himself. <laughs> and I'm asking for the check because I know it's ending soon. Yeah. <laughs> At this dinner theater. And then what's awesome is like Kirk, via like authorizing fake Captain Chekhov, uh, like totally drone strikes this thing. Like they just shoot this alien 
from the Enterprise itself. And presumably Cybot as well. Oh, Cybot gets it, dude. He's he's toast. Yeah, he's just pieces. Crispy critter, dude. And basically, Scott is like, oh, for uh, narrative convenience, only two people can be uh, teleported back. And oh, that's like, right. It's like, okay, whatever. So he's, it, Kirk, because not only is he a badass, he's also completely selfless, which is a lie, uh, <laughs> teleports both Spock and uh, uh, Bones. Bones up to the thing. And now Kirk is literally fighting God, which sure. is the entire point of this entire movie. Sure. It's, is that it's, Kirk needs that was the pitch. It's just, I'm Kirk, sure that was the pitch. Kirk is better than God. <laughs> uh, I'll just need $100 million. <laughs> to prove it to you. <laughs> and to make... Nothing that looks good. <laughs> well, that's what's that's what's funny though is like this whole thing though. It, Kirk just runs from this thing. Yeah, because it's it's. Re- I mean, it's so bad. And it's this big floating head that just like zaps him with eyeballs. <laughs> and he's kind of like every once in a while he just pops up like remember me <laughs> and like tries to electrocute him. And Kirk's but like running through they the desert. Need to like really flesh this out at some point. Like, yeah. what is this alien? What is he doing? Yes. yes, because in that puddle of goo episode they explain it, and it's like, oh, that's kind of a cool story. Like, it's a puddle of goo that's stuck on a thing that's actually omnipotent and terrible and full of hate. That's neat. I say, you know, just make him Zeus or whatever from the old Greek times. And it's like all those Greek gods were real and they were assholes. They weren't really gods. They were just space monsters. And we finally put one in jail. But you can't can't do that. That's in Greek Star Trek. (laughs) Oh, man. Already. I like Greek Star Trek. There's so much salty cheese on Greek Star Trek. It's awesome. It's all eating octopus. In, 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 in the next generation, instead of uh, being obsessed with tea, it's baklava. <laughs> Inuzo. Everyone, everyone's a little heavier. But, you know, it's healthy. It's a, still a Mediterranean yeah, diet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they all like swimming. Yeah. They live forever. The hollow deck is just an olive tree. <laughs> Federation credits don't mean a thing. <laughs> Whatever. So he's so there's there's like a horse shit thing where like these Klingons come back. In. You don't even see it though, like because wh- apparently while all this, unless I, I I went to the bathroom, but like while Kirk is fighting God and he he teleports them up, this he, they, they we cut back to the Enterprise and like everything's in disarray for some reason. Well, the- the Klingons- was that because the, the launch codes were up on a high shelf and Chekhov couldn't get them? Oh, that could have been. He's like, stupid, <laughs> tiny Star Trek, get back here. <laughs> oh, no, I can't get the, the missile codes for the torpedoes. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> torpedoes. More that Greek Star Trek. <laughs> it's all Greek to me, Jim. So there's some horseshit thing where, like, they've got this obese Klingon on board and uh, Spock's like, well, wouldn't this uh, other Klingon like still listen to you because you outrank him even though you're a fat disgrace? And everyone, every, <laughs> and like everyone's chum, like, like a chump, <laughs> like a chump, with a lump in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, 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 yeah, everyone knows it's like a gamble. Like this is probably not going to work. This young hotshot still probably going to. Would want to fight, and he'd probably yeah. win because yeah. the Enterprise is shit right now. Oh yeah, because what? nothing works. It's what? below a skeleton crew. We're told. and it's being held. It's being run by a four uh, guy that's the size of a fifth grader. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, we're led to believe it doesn't work because we see the bird of prey uncloak in front of Kirk and beam him up. Right. But it then, destroys God too. By the way, it, it blasts yes. God to shit. Yep. Yeah. It's like suck on this. And it takes like three seconds. It's just a blast. Tough yeah. villain. 
<laughs> oh yeah, sick. Dog. Andros was much tougher. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man, those hands. You got to get the hands first, yeah. Chris. But listen, it did work because right when Kirk beams onto that ship, we get the big old fat Klingon like pulling this captain, this captain Klingon by the ear, like <laughs> bad boy. <laughs> You're not wrong though. It's You're so- being a bad boy. It's a scolding. It's a Klingon scolding. And like. Isn't there a joke that he's going to be a janitor or something? Or no, he's like a whatever, like a, a, a lieutenant now or something. Oh, did oh, this man. dude get demoted he because did. of this yeah. action? Mm-hmm. But the best is this this fat Klingon's just like, now say you're sorry to Captain Kirk. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking useless. <laughs> like, wait, what? And then, by the way, in the next movie, the Klingons are trying to try Kirk. And, like, they hate Kirk. What is going on? It's so dumb. But, but, but the Klingon's like, I had a little help from my new gunner. And there, this chair that is obscured by the camera. Turns around and wouldn't you fucking know it? It's Leonard Nimoy, and it's like, for what? Who cares? Everybody's just going home. The movie's been over for a while now. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> but there is, to your point, Andrew, as you said this a little earlier, like there's a line that would work in a good movie because earlier in the movie, oh, Kirk, right. Kirk's like, oh, I, I, when I was falling off that cliff, I knew I wouldn't die because I. It's kind of a weird line. It's like I always knew I'd die alone. That puts that campfire <laughs> conversation to fucking silence because the two, the other two are like, ah. Uh. Oh, you, you think really? about this a lot, well, you? Captain, it's illogical to get this deep with your friends when you're just kind of drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> They're like drinking, you know, a cooked up whiskey. <laughs> I could see this happening after a couple bowls of cooked whiskey. <laughs> Some piping hot whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Row, row, row. Come on, Jim. <laughs> I'll always die alone. So then, like... Yeah, what's great is Kirk says something like, you know, I, I thought I was done for, whatever it is. And Spock's like, well, of course you weren't going to die because you were never alone. And it's like an awesome like little line. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Maybe you know, this script can save itself. Like, and, and Kirk's <laughs> crying at this point. Yeah, and then it's just like Kirk goes to hug him and Spock's like, Captain. Not in front of the Klingons. And I'm like, man, you couldn't go fucking 120 seconds without making a joke in the stupid script. Yeah. Don't don't hug me in front of the Klingons. They'll think it's gross. <laughs> They're going to laugh at us, Captain. But later we'll shower together. <laughs> you can put those dungarees back on. Here's a question, because I know that the, the Kirk Spock slash fiction is, is, is omnipotent. Are mm. there any old ones? Like, is anyone getting into, like, and then they take off their maroon outfits oh, and I, their saggy oh. bodies <laughs> slam against each other? Oh, like, oh, it's like an old man, right? Yeah. I bet, right? Why Somebody not? must be. Or here. it's like, you know, like Spock. Gets radiation poisoning again, but like they won't let Kirk into the hospital because they're just partners and like marriage isn't legal. <laughs> oh wow! Oh yeah, like it's a real like social issue slash. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> marriage isn't legal. It'd have to be at this point. Well, uh, who knows what gets turned around, man? After President Trump, <laughs> that's true. That's you never true. know what's going to happen. That's true. Jim is doing a uh, a term a Shirley MacLaine in terms of endearment. She needs help. She needs help. <laughs> So there's a party at the end of this movie. Dude, no, it's not a party. It's a light reception. (laughs) 
And, and everybody's invited. All of these Klingons that we hate, their rotten guts, they're all invited well, to this little Scotty puts reception. a little whiskey in like the, cl- the fat Klingon's glass. He's like, oh, try that on. I don't know why my accent. He's like, try that on for size. Like, I never thought I'd drink with a Klingon. But he doesn't drink with a Klingon. He immediately walks away from him. And there's this gross scene with Chekhov and Sulu, who are these like gross little boys in this scene, are like looking at the big, strong Klingon lady, like following her around. Oh. Well, that's it's so great. They're like they're like sneaking behind her until they realize like she's standing next to this like I guess demoted captain like this big dude and they're like ha mana ha mana ha mana and like they turn around like yo like, <laughs> like walk away from her it's yeah. so Chick- dumb Sulu can I can I stand on your shoulders and I could talk to her I'll wear this long cape so it looks like I'm a very tall man <laughs> worst case scenario I look down her chest. <laughs> That'll get me through the month. She, ta- she takes the cloak off. It's just two guys on each other. So, no, we're an alien. <laughs> I'm a Japanese man down here and a very short Ukrainian man up here. Oh, no. I met her while wearing these Timberlands. Now I have to wear them at all times so she'll know how short I really am. Oh, mercy. This reception is so stupid. What is, oh, the end of the movie is what? It's, they it, go it's camping Kirk, again. Well, yeah, it's Kirk Bones and Scott, and not Scotty. <laughs> Scotty's definitely not invited. No, 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 no. Not only do they go camping, but it's like it pans back, it pans back, and it turns out they were in like Camp st- Crystal Lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Step into the Nexus, Jason. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it looks like. It's a children's book, or you know, it's like a painting. It's a yeah, map painting, it's, whatever. It's but it looks so bad. It looks <laughs> so like bad. is Gumby gonna skate by any second? <laughs> hey, Spock! Is he pissing on Spock? No, that's the sound <laughs> they make when he skates away while also pissing. <laughs> and then Jason gets Gumby. Oh, that would be cool. There you go. What doesn't make any sense about that reception, though? Again, to harp on this thing because I hated so much the scene. Like, so. Are we back on the other side of the barrier? Yeah, good question. Because that was a whole supposedly dangerous thing that happened once. This barrier doesn't do any... I mean, and also, like, Spock is like, oh, I, I lost my brother. I kind of don't give a shit. And, uh, <laughs> but he, he is affected, and then uh, uh, Bones is like, oh, you green-blooded Vulcan, you always had me. I'm your brother, or some nonsense. <laughs> We're all a fucking family. Well, that, and then, because Spock, Spock. <laughs> oh, Spurk was the original <laughs> name for We're Spock. All- we're all gonna die. We're not gonna die alone. We're all gonna die together. <laughs> I've taken the liberty of poisoning all your drinks. <laughs> Cybot inspired me. I was gonna say, <laughs> you go from there. You cut to him in the shower with them. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. nice! You know, Fuck we're all yeah. together now. What I was trying all to end all together. end together now. What I was trying to say was, Kurt, right, let me try to fit in here. <laughs> no, oh, oh, now we're all in. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, not Spurk, but Kirk <laughs> says earlier in the film, like, people like us don't have families. <laughs> so then, like, at the end of this fucking dumbass wine and tea reception, he's like, ah, Jim, I thought you said something smart about we don't have families. And then, like, he's, Kirk's just like, I was wrong. And it's we're making Star Trek history because it's the first time fucking William Shatner <laughs> is humble enough to have Captain Kirk admit that he was wrong about something. Well, you Spock know, goes up to the DJ and is like, put it on. Oh, what a night. I just heard the best thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, you know, Jimmy, nothing going to change. 
if you can go away, I'm just going to stay here and always be the same. <laughs> That's somehow lyrics in Nookie. <laughs> Lot, you know it might be le- the bridge. What I've learned about this in this episode, which is really important, is there's a lot of lyrics to Nookie. That's like a th- <laughs> there's so many. I was like, what it's, is this guy going to do to a fucking chorus? It's really, really <laughs> deceiving. <laughs> well, I can't believe out- that I'd been deceived by my so-called girl, but in reality had a hidden agenda. She put <laughs> my my tender heart in a blender, <laughs> and still I surrendered like a chump. Oh. Man. I, I'm more familiar with Eve Six from this period. <laughs> Want to put, put my, my tender heart, heart in, in a blender. blender. <laughs> Watch it spin round to a beautiful oblivion. <laughs> Rendezvous, then I'm through with you, <laughs> Captain. <laughs> Was that pre or post sex and candy? <laughs> Closing time <laughs> to get me through this. Semi time to kind of life. Mmm, Bob. <laughs> I love this idea. <laughs> it's better than Star Trek V, the fucking final frontier. Woof. <laughs> Woo, that's that's the end of it. Now that's what Starfleet calls music. <laughs> <laughs> Volume 10. <laughs> Would anybody Woo. recommend this movie? As a completist, I guess you kind of have to. Like, see it once. Yes. I, I've now seen it twice in about two years. That's way too many times. Sure. Uh, it's just, no. I mean, no, none of the characters are doing what you want them to do. It's not really fun. And... You want a big scene chomping villain, which Cybok certainly is not. No. no. I, I would say maybe as a hangover situation. Sure. Obviously, the plot is so thin that you could pass out for numerous occasions. <laughs> I think I did, actually, this time yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for like, a, I would only say it's okay if you're doing a hangover morning where you're just watching all of them and you finally get to it <laughs> at like. What six p.m.? <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I need one more. Let's put it. It's but, only a hundred and seven minutes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Steve. If you're a completist, sure, watch it once and be done with it. Yeah, but otherwise, do not go near this thing. Yeah, well, so it's a it's a light recommend. Yeah, <laughs> like as, as as the man who admitted earlier to seeing this upwards of twenty to thirty wow. times, possibly a thirty is maybe pushing it, but definitely like in the twenty yeah. area. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This probably isn't the last time I'll watch this movie. Here's a question. Do you love this movie so much? No, I'm not going to bust your balls. But what would be your favorite scene of the movie? My favorite scene of this movie? You've seen it a bunch. You saw it as a kid. Like, even, what, what would even Kid Andrew's favorite scene See, Kid Andrew, and this is the thing. Kid Andrew is a fucking idiot. <laughs> sure. Cat people, right? <laughs> no, Kid Andrew loved the camping. Oh, really? Okay. Because I was like, oh, look, it's them doing things that aren't on the ship. I do camping. <laughs> you know what? They do camping. I'm going to say, you know, adult Eric kind of likes that stuff. <laughs> I like seeing them do camping. It's, it's different. Yeah. It's something else. You know, we haven't had shore leave in a while right. in these movies. I mean, it was probably the show, right? Well, there was another there was another occasion I can't think of it. At the start of one of them, is it is it two that starts there on shore leave cuz it's like Kirk's birthday? Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe there's the definitely, there's definitely the like some interesting San Francisco stuff. And I, th- I he's wearing think that terrible leather jacket. Yeah, yeah I think that's the beginning it. of Wrath of Khan. Because yeah. after that, it just sets out on this like arc that 
pretty much yeah, continues well, throughout a, the episode. It's an but. actual actual movie after that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Is like if this was bookended with camping and there was an actually good movie in between it. We, sure, we that, wouldn't we fun. wouldn't complain yeah. about it as much. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be complaining about the camping if there was the like, an rock actual... climbing is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly stupid. That's where I draw the line. Yes, <laughs> you want to sing around a fire? Sure. <laughs> That's Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, directed by Bill William Shatner. If you want to get a hold of us, check out whmpodcast.com or find us over at sideshownetwork.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, of course. We are at whmpodcast and write into the mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. Rate and review the show wherever you get it. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, welcome back, Chris Cavan. Thank you. Good hey, to have you great. back. It's been nice. Yeah. Uh, so next week on the season finale of We Hate Movies. And Chris will be here for that. He will also be here for that. Yes, I will. A certain film with a certain Nicolas Cage. And a certain, I think it's going to be a big old We Love Movies because I kind of love this movie. It's dumb, but it's fun. Get your Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts. It's Con Air next week. To round out the summer blockbuster extravaganza. Hashtag SBE 2016. Hashtag we won't morph. (laughs) So until next week with Con Air on the season finale of We Hate Movies with Chris Cabin in attendance. I'm Andrew Jupin. Buy Michael Doran's t-shirts. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.